Good morning, everyone. Today I wanted to share from verses 3 through 7. I think these verses answer one of the biggest questions of life. What should be the purpose of my life? These verses provide a clear framework for my life. And if I devoted the rest of my life to living out these verses, then that would be a good way to spend my life. And if in the process, if I end up taking second or third best in terms of my career, and in the process, my finances take a hit, and if I don't maximize gain in other areas of my life, it would still be a life well spent if I can live in light of these verses. So let's go ahead and read the words from these verses together right now. Verse 3 through 6. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is a testimony given at the proper time. Verse 3 and 5 tells us that we have a God and that we should try to live pleasing to Him. We didn't create ourselves. We didn't spring up by random chance. It's a Kalam argument. We have a Creator. This God is not only our Creator, but our Savior. Verse 4 tells us that this God desires all people to be saved. The plain meaning of this verse is pretty straightforward. And if God wants all people to be saved, then by golly, I should live in such a way to make this happen in our world. To join with God in the short time that I have on earth would be the best use of my life. Verse 5, there is one God. There are not multiple gods as people thought back then. And by the way, 2,000 years later, there is still just one God, of course. And this one God has provided one mediator between himself and us. God certainly was not obligated to provide a mediator, but he graciously provided a mediator in Jesus. Verse 6, God himself became the ransom for our sins. So God paid the highest price possible to save us. And if this is what God did to save us, then it's only right and appropriate for me to follow his example and be willing to give of myself that as many as possible can be redeemed. Now I want to read for you verse 7. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. We see this kind of sentiment often in Apostle Paul's writings. It's so personal for him. God appointed him to be a preacher and an apostle to the Gentiles. God personally appointed him for this work. Now, of course, he had a unique appointment as an apostle to the Gentiles. But in light of the Great Commission, I think we can generalize this as being true for all of us. For this, God appointed me, Timothy Ree, to be a preacher of the gospel. For this, God appointed Tony Cheng. Jesse Chen, Dana Tran, Maggie Hacker, to be a preacher of the gospel. This is true of all of us. I want to briefly comment on verse 8 before I wrap up today's podcast. In verse 8, I desire then that in every place the men should pray. In light of the context of verse 3 through 7 that we just went over, what does Apostle mean when he says here, I desire then that in every place the men should pray? The word then can alternatively be translated as therefore, and it's translated that way in some of our other English Bibles. So that word, then or therefore, links this exhortation to pray in verse 8 to what Apostle Paul just wrote about in verses 3 through 7. In other words, if we want people to be saved, then or therefore, we should pray. And if we're serious about joining God in desiring all people to be saved, then we need to pray. 
So let's be steadfast in praying for our non-Christian family members, friends, co-workers, and students. Lastly, I know that verse 9 and following is a difficult passage to understand, and so I'll go ahead and email out an excerpt from a commentary on this passage that I found to be personally pretty helpful. Good morning, everyone. Today I wanted to share... 